0: Welcome to Reboot and Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are about to happen. I'm Ty. And I'm Rachel. And let's rewind back to 1987 and watch a different world. (laughs) What you talking about, woman? You got it, dude. You're a little nasty. hold on tight spider monkey so rachel tell us a little bit about different world i know that like for me it was required watching in my household but i don't know if anyone new to the game or you know didn't experience it like we experienced it yeah, sure.
1: Uh, a Different World is a spinoff of the Cosby show that aired in 1987 and ran for six seasons, ending after a hiatus in 1993. The show centered on the lives of students at the fictional Hillman College and was inspired by student life at HBCUs. Though the original focus of the show was on Denise Huxtable and her time at Hillman, Le- Lisa Bonet left the show after season one and the show turned to Whitley Gilbert and Dwayne Wayne as its new protagonists. While audiences loved it because of its comical nature and talented cast, were Really made the show stand out was how it tackled uh, significant issues, uh, social political issues of the time like apartheid, AIDS, racism, and the LA riots. And I don't know about you, Ty, but for me, uh, this was this is is still one of my top favorite TV shows. I think I've watched it all the way through over five times. Um, so, what is your what was your kind of original opinion and uh, feelings about the show?
0: Well, I am a <laughs> young black millennials so like i said uh my parents grew up during that time they were like in their early 20s when the show kind of late teens early 20s when the show started so they were very much um also prime demographic for the show and yeah we owned at least the first two seasons on dvd we loved it um like we talked about the hiatus in 1993 like I didn't know that because I watched it on syndication I didn't thought it was just like yeah I did the hour-long ending like I didn't even piece it together that it came you know so much after the other part of the season but yeah I one I'm not going to HBCU but I did join a Divine Nine which they are probably in a different world. Like you see them walking around with their letters and stuff. So I thought that was really cool, but yeah, I just, I love the different world and it's great. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, like you said, like we watched it after it was even, cause we weren't even born yet when it ended. So we watched <laughs> it in syndication and um, I, I remember happening upon it when I was just staying up late. Cause I think it came on later at night. Um, so I was staying up later and I was like, what the heck is this show? This is so good. And yeah, I, I fell in love with it. Um, I think I, I must have watched it for the first time when I was like 12 or 13. Um, and, and like I said, I've watched it several times through since. So uh, who's your who's your favorite character?
0: Uh, I think I'm going to say Kim. I don't know. I just think that like if I look at myself and how I treated college, <laughs> I <laughs> very much like Kim just her like go get I also had a part-time job in college you know um I don't think I had a Whitley for a roommate but <laughs> we definitely went to school with you know people that you might not like like at first but then they, they become like your best friends later down the line so yeah. I just yeah. I like um Kim the most
1: Yeah, and it was a shame when I feel she was really present in the first couple seasons. Well, not the first couple seasons because she wasn't there in the first season, but Mm -hmm. in the season she was in, in the first couple, she had like so many fantastic storylines. And then I feel when it kind of transitioned season four, season five into the Dwayne and Whitley show, and she and Whitley was no longer roommates with with Kim. I do feel like they kind of pushed Kim off to the side, and until the I think we see her come back a little bit more in season six. But yeah, so it is a shame because she. Early on, she was a such a strong character um, with her. Uh, she brought an energy about, like, being really focused on school and being really stressed out about school that I think was a huge part Me. of the <laughs> college experience. Yeah, <laughs> Like, I remember one of the first storylines she had was, like, how she was going to organize everything and be a part of all the extracurriculars and do well in class and study all the time. And she was getting, like, three hours of sleep at night. Um, and, yeah, so she was a really cool character.
0: And also her... Um rejecting that scholarship
1: yeah yeah and then and then having to experience the fallout because i like how they didn't just do that and then be like oh well she's gonna figure it out no matter what i like how they actually showed the fallout in another episode where she then had to come up with the money and a different way to pay for school and yeah because that made the decision she made actually have an impact on her life rather than oh of course because that was a sweet and nice end of the episode that she ends up doing the right thing and rejecting the scholarship yeah Um, so i like how that brought the reality of the experience too because you realize that money issues are a huge stress factor in college
0: she goes to work at the funeral home right yeah
1: she picks up like a night job yeah. yeah and then that's how like walter finds out and then he tells everyone and then they try to like Give her money because you know they they know she won't <laughs> yeah. accept it. So like they fill the tip jar at the <laughs> like, yeah. and like Walter comes and he's like, I just found these medical books just laying on the road, so, so we might as well take.
0: Them. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: um, but yeah, she's a cool character.
0: What about you? Who's your favorite character? I mean,
1: <laughs> it's okay. So I feel like it's a kind of a cop out to say it simply because I know the only reason I feel this way is because when I say that I had a crush on Kadeem Hardison
0: <laughs> it's not even doing it justice. <laughs> so, I own a pair of those glasses so <laughs> could I really talk like, I, own those, I mean lastly you took them off directly with glasses I own a pair
1: <laughs> his flip-up glasses that stage of his life but when he so when it was like I think it was the beginning of season three I think when Whitley sees him on the plane with all Mm -hmm. the nice suit and with like the nice haircut yeah I feel like in that moment I noticed him the same way that Whitley did I was like Dwayne Wayne. (laughs) Um, So I feel like it's a cop out to say him, but I do genuinely feel like outside of that, he was just a really fantastic character in the way he grew. Um, Him and Whitley together are, are, I think, my joint favorite characters simply because of the way they changed from freshman year. We saw them change to to become these role models they were in, the, in the later season. And I think I, I love a, I love good character growth. So any character that's going to show that. But of course they were the kind of focus of the show. So it's easy to say the protagonist is your favorite.
0: I'm also happy that Denise left because if they were going through the trajectory of putting her with Dwayne, mm-hmm. I, I would have felt really bad that we didn't get Whitley and Dwayne.
1: Oh yeah, we would have lost out on, I think, we would have missed out on something that made the show what it was and what drew people in every week is, is seeing whether this iconic couple who really began growing beginning of season three would, would develop. So yeah, that's, um, uh, something we only got because Denise left. I can't imagine what it would have been if, if Dwayne and Denise ha- had gotten together.
0: Or it would be my, it's not my, I'm not going to say the worst, um, romance trope because, as a Twilight fan, I can never say that, but a love triangle. Cause it would have oh. been like a Whitley, Dwayne, Denise Love Triangle. Yeah. Which Whitley and Dwayne could have won one out at the end. But I liked how kind of their relationship not started, but they started developing feelings when they went to go visit Denise mm-hmm. in New York. Um I feel like that's when they've started realizing, okay, she's actually gone. We can start this new thing, this new yeah. relationship together. Yeah, and he still could have had that kind of closing the
1: chapter on what he used to want and then what he now wants Mm -hmm. if Denise had stayed. So, like, maybe he would have been with her for, like, a season. They kind of realize that, oh, they're fine as just friends. They're not really Mm -hmm. what the other person needs. And then he would have realized this new interest in Whitley. So, yeah, it could have been maybe not necessarily a love triangle because I honestly don't see Denise fighting too hard for anyone. (laughs) Um, And so... I think he he probably just would have probably had difficulties ending it with her, but they would have just like very quickly lost their spark. Um, because he was, he, she was just like a young crush for him. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as he grew up, that kind of was over. And I think when they went to visit Denise, we saw that just closing the chapter, this isn't, this isn't who he was meant for. And you mm-hmm. see him be this different person with Whitley now. And the viewers are kind of like, Oh, they're pretty good together, <laughs> these two. I
0: and even like with Freddie, because Freddie also had a crush on Dwayne as right. well, and they got over it. And now they're you know great friends, so it could yeah. uh, you know happen then with the love triangle, and then you know he, he got with Denise, and I mean not Denise, ooh, he got with <laughs> Whitley, <laughs> and that would be you know the end of it, and you know, maybe she might be a confidant. Hopefully they don't, like, treasure too much water into going back to the love triangle like yeah. some shows would do, but after the love triangle is over, they're all good friends. They can move on. That is it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know who they then would have put Denise with. Um, it t- couldn't have been anyone on the show because no one else would, ma- would go with her. Um, so I wonder if she was probably destined to be written
0: out of the show anyway. Or well, they would have brought in somebody, like, you know, they would have brought in somebody because she definitely (laughs) would not have been with Ron. That would have been horrible. (laughs) I mean, we kind of got a potential of what could have happened Mm -hmm. with Freddie, Kim, and Ron. Right, yeah. Because they dated, but then they broke up and then him and Freddie was together, um, but they didn't want to tell Kim, you know, that whole thing
1: so yeah the uh the worst relationships on the show (laughs) i mean and i hate to say it i i don't know if i would have wanted any of the main cast characters to be with ron in any way um Mm because i feel like you know ron's the lovable you know he's clearly a jerk in some ways but um but he's also a good friend so you like him because he's loyal to Dwayne, but he's not like a good match Mm-hmm. For these amazing leading ladies that we have in the cast, so they should have just found a girl for him outside of the cast that that could have been his good match. I mean, I remember from the, like season one when he was with what was her
0: name, Millie? <laughs> <laughs> was it, yeah, Whitley's like <laughs> I guess like minion or yeah, whatever right. you would call her. Yeah, I do strongly believe
1: that if Denise had stayed, they were originally intending on pairing Whitley with Ron. Um, because of their shared materialism um, and, but because remember like when Denise left they really really took apart Whitley's character and and turned her into something before that she was a very one note yeah um, materialistic and I feel like Ron was supposed to match that energy but then they changed her and I would hate that for her because honestly of all the characters on the show Whitley has the greatest like track record when it comes to men. Every guy she dated was
0: a stud. Like, (laughs) Okay, can we talk about the wedding episode? Because as viewers, um, me and Rachel, in our many years of being friends, had a conversation about how I wanted Willie to be with Byron. I have changed my... I have changed my... Somewhat. My view somewhat. But... Okay. I think it was all... But I liked Byron, I thought Byron was great. I mean, yeah, he was the
1: smart choice, but that was the thing, like she was, it was like, it was the classic go with your head or go with your heart choice. Like he was obviously right for her on on paper in all ways. And I think he had to be for us to really know that she chose Dwayne because she loved Mm. him. Like at the end of the day, she could have her perfect man, but her perfect man on paper would (laughs) would never be Dwayne. She Mm. needed
0: Dwayne. But I also think it's also maybe one she wanted to break apart like what her mother had too mm-hmm. because her mom was really pushing oh, yeah. for her to be with Byron <laughs> as the beautiful Diane Carol. Like just die, just die. Like yeah. I do. But I really, I do. Um, she has to say it. Like it was a very iconic thing. But I I think my problem with Dwayne and Whitley wasn't that. I didn't think they were good for each other. I just thought that their lives would have put them in two separate places. And I didn't want neither of them to compromise that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it worked out, you know, as best as it can at the end. But I definitely thought that Whitley would be, you know, in New York or um, Paris or LA being the best art dealer, you know, self, you know, Mm -hmm. probably working at Christie's or something like being a. Like an antiquities dealer or something like that and we all know Dwayne was good with the video games you know he goes yeah. and like the software and the engineering part which led him into Japan you know but if Whitley was is the Whitley I know that she would probably find a way
1: yeah yeah I mean 100% I don't think she was ever going to be the character who was going to completely um, give up what she wants and what yeah. she wanted for her life and what she wanted to be uh, for someone else um, and then she, of course, had Julian three, three great mm-hmm. men, honestly. And like, of course, Julian, <laughs> Julian had a faux pas of telling her that she needed to like, um, learn more about the real world, which is like, yeah. as Dwayne said later, he, he has a point. He mm-hmm. shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah. Like in a condescending, like you have to do this because you need to blah, blah, blah. It's like, let mm-hmm. her do that on her own time. That's like her her own journey. She doesn't need a man telling her, you need to go do Mm -hmm. this so that you can be more grounded. So he had that faux pas, but outside of that, he was a really good boyfriend, Mm -hmm. really attractive. So she had (laughs) Julian, Dwayne, and Byron, and that was it. And so of all the characters on the show, she had the most... The greatest relationships with mm-hmm. the greatest men.
0: Because Freddie had what? Sebas, <laughs> Shaza, oh Shaza, Shaza. Why did I say Shabazz? Now I feel like Ridley really with um Dwayne's girlfriend. I keep on saying oh, Kiko, I love it is not Kiko. I know.
1: I mean, and I hate to say it because honestly, like in in nowadays, like in our understanding of things, like it is kind of problematic that she's not learning her name yeah exactly it's problematic she's constantly mispronouncing her name um so like you know i kind of have to not enjoy it so much anymore but i gotta say that was one of my favorite (laughs) like running gags. hearing what she was gonna call her next coming through that what was her name it wasn't it was kinu
0: kinu yes but she would call
1: her kaliku and kinikoa and like (laughs) quinoa (laughs) <laughs> and kiki <laughs> um and then it's that's like a- why she when she loses it at whitley for a second she's like it's key new key
0: mm-hmm. new <laughs> yeah i mean it's like the like stage one of like disrespect is not taking the time to at least learn a person's name yeah and of course she does it because she's a little jealous like, yeah um but yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, she probably had, the. because then Kim had, I know that was a whole thing about her and her white boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Um, Matt, Freddie's cousin? Yeah. Yeah. And Ron was mad
1: about it. I was like, okay, Ron. (laughs) And then Ron got with Kim, and that was Uh, horrible. I mean, I'm glad Kim ended up with who she ended up with in the end, because I think, like, that was someone who was going to match her energy more in, like, caring about her work and caring about her career mm-hmm. um, because I feel like Ron would have never respected her in the way that I forget the guy's name that she ends up with. Cause he's only around for like that last part of the season that like fellow doctor student. I can't think of it right now either, but he's really cool. And so I'm glad she finally ended up with someone who was more like her speed, her speed mm-hmm. and really deserved her more because Kim was a catch mm-hmm. and I don't think Ron did the work that he needed to do to deserve that. But, <laughs> um, but then they throw Ron at Freddie, And I think her, him and Freddie were endgame. Were they not?
0: Yeah. That's or like true. as close to endgame as possible. I don't know if they ended up together, but I think they was like leading up to them getting back together. If I remember correctly. Um, but I you, bet you someone. When she started dressing nice. That is true. Like. I mean, but she's gonna be a lawyer, like not you going from a doctor to a lawyer. Ron, get it, your life together. Like you need to get <laughs> your know. whole life and together. He's like a
1: a manager for a club at the end.
0: Yeah, because I think he wanted to. Pers- Why well, he wanted to pursue music? Right? He like, wanted to be a drummer,
1: but yeah. then he kept getting beat, so he was like, okay, so I'll just manage. Yeah, he's like, okay, with what track record? You've never man- managed manage anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna let anyone you know, tell Ron his dreams, but Freddie could do better. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she actually had like a life plan.
1: I mean, and that was the one, like the thing about Kim is Kim knew what she wanted from the very beginning of like her entrance to the show. She's Mm -hmm. a focused med student um, and she never lost sight of that. So she needed someone who was more focused. And I feel like Freddie finally got that focus. And Ron's the only character who never got that focus. Mm -hmm. So go put him with someone who's like a little more his speed,
0: (laughs) Hopefully that they I mean, I guess they could get together, you know, but I'm okay with them, you know, being like, oh, that that was a fun time. And I'd rather them stay good friends than them become like Mm -hmm. an on and off relationship throughout the years. Not only does Freddie deserve better but Cree summer is a delight oh yeah <laughs> the she's person great. in general yeah. is a delight um and i just want better for her as a plot wise
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it was an iconic character for her and one of her only characters that she's known for
0: visually right? most of yeah. her characters she's known for are her voice but if we're going to go into a, a little bit of a crease Summer Stand um, segment. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, you guys, okay, as a little black girl, she played most of the black girls of my dream. Like, she was Susie Carmichael. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, I think her name was Miranda on I by Ginger. Mm-hmm. She was the dragon in the deep dive cut of my life, which is the what which one was it was the barbie rapunzel movie <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie so much and she played the little purple like dragon um in that movie mm-hmm. so she was a part of my childhood you know with or without different a different world and
1: i mm-hmm.
0: think she played like over a hundred characters like oh yeah
1: characters. she's one of the most uh, successful voice actresses of our time uh, um and honestly because of that she's probably the most successful person from the show yeah um I mean, people don't see it that way because they don't recognize her sometimes like her actual person. But as soon as they hear her voice, they're like, I know that voice, usually because of Susie Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she's everywhere. I love it. Um, so I mentioned earlier that one of kind of the really cool things about A Different World is how it addressed a lot of issues that. I mean, are still not really addressed today on TV, but especially in the 90s, we weren't really seeing uh, such poignant storylines from TV. And and, and these conversations weren't really started in a lot of shows. Like I know the Cosby show, which A Different World was a spinoff, of, specifically tried to avoid certain social and political issues, but A Different World just dived straight into it. And they did it with such, um, they handled it so well. Uh, So what were some of your, what what do you
0: feel like are some of the most impactful storylines from that show? I think the apartheid one was, I think the most impactful um, because that's even something that we don't really talk about today. Oh yeah. So like looking back on it, like now I'm like, Oh wow. That was like a thing like kind of, you know, in school it's like, Oh yeah, it was a thing, you know, in South Africa, but it's over now. Everything's great. But it's yeah. like, no, it's not. And they don't talk about how bad it was or anything like that. So for someone who also dislikes history, like that's something um to go back on. But also the LA riots episode when yeah. um Dwayne Whitley goes to LA for their honeymoon during the riots. I think that was also pretty impactful too, because they were inside mm-hmm. of the riots when it was going on, not just like a third person viewing of the situation. Yeah and also just you know in the 2020 post 2020 world we see you know that things happen more often and so it's kind of like yeah it's not a current you know situation this has been happening for a long time now and it was happening before 1992 too so yeah kind of bringing that all together was especially for someone as young when I was watching it um it was a interesting and a cool thing to see.
1: Yeah. And those are both just the conversations in the show that were around those events are, are both still very timely conversations. Um, You know, with the apartheid, when they were talking about boycotting certain things, certain companies that were contributing to and profiting off of that system in South Africa, it was Striking just to hear the similarities of the conversations we're having today of how, how, how much we should avoid giving profit to companies that are parts of problematic systems in the world. And it is, it is very much kind of eerie to see those things. Like when Freddie comes back in season six, I think, and she, or season five, when she shows a picture and she's like, that was Nelson Mandela. She like got to go hear him speak. Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's, it's crazy to think how Mm -hmm. like that's, that show's older, but, um, some of those more historical and significant things, uh, cropping up in the show, uh, was definitely interesting. They also like, I think I I really liked how they handled a lot of certain, um, just social issues that were less specific than historical events, um, that were, I I remember one of the most impactful Mm -hmm. episodes I think the show has done is in season two with Freddie uh, being a victim of, well, sexual assault on her date Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: and Dwayne having to stop that. And I think the way they handled those kind of topics uh, were interesting. We see that with domestic abuse and Gina um, Mm -hmm. in season six. And so I think those are some of the storylines that stand out to me uh, as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a great show for a reason. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's one of those shows where it's just so not only relevant to this day, but even though it was, what, almost 30 years or actually more than, you know, it's been actually 30 years since that show first aired. hmm. It, it's not outdated like it is right. still relevant and it still feels fresh um maybe they might say some things that were like oh my god that was totally 90s and they might dress <laughs> actually the, even the dressing like yeah. i mean it might be over the top but some of those trends are coming back so yeah. <laughs> or have been back um so it, it's not like the other some of the other shows where you can say like yes we need a fresh take because mm-hmm. this one still feels you know new um it was just such ahead of his time yeah but um but yeah yeah but none of us went to an hbcu so maybe you know things have of course have changed because like i said it's been 30 years so there could be some more content and some more interesting um things that they can dive into if they do um decide to give it a reboot so like you said, like neither of us went to an HBCU.
1: So it's hard to comment on that specifically. But just in the general college experience, um, do you how do you feel like it was it was really uh, authentic in its depiction of that? Or do you think it was authentic in its depiction of that?
0: I think it was. I think our school was a little bit different, but based on just like knowing our school, <laughs> we, to, we went to a, a medium sized school but in the middle of the mountains so Mm -hmm. it's a very much different culture just even but my friends who went to like um Chapel Hill or anything like that they very much had a similar like kind of hanging out in the cafeteria and um having that like curfew system and stuff like that like we didn't have any of that stuff but I know a lot of my friends did and that was very true like making sure that like you didn't have like anyone opposite sex in your room and if if they if they were they had to be out by a certain time and like all that kind mm-hmm. of things Oh. Um, because i think there was an episode when Dwayne did he like stay at their dorm and they try to like get him out before yeah he die? he
1: was tutoring denise and then yeah. they lost track of time it was like 1 a.m and he dropped from whitley's window <laughs> yes. and then it was like a whole thing of like they yeah yeah
0: um that didn't happen for us but i know a lot of people <laughs> said that that still happens too but I mean, like a lot of it, and I think this is one thing I like about this um, this college show is that they actually do show them studying and yeah. making grades and things like that. I think some of these shows, especially now, currently, they don't show the school aspect of whatever they're doing. Right. And I think that with A Different World, they show them, maybe not like always in class, but they always got a book open. They are studying. Those kids are studying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but even I mean, yeah. they do and they do show classes quite, quite yeah. a bit. Like we constantly are seeing lectures from the teachers and them interact with their teachers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is really cool how they and they demonstrated to the 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 struggle with choosing the classes to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dwayne having to decide whether he should take the heart the professor who has the hard um like the reputation of being a hard ass or the professor who's easier. Um, and then Ron not graduating because he didn't take some European history class. Like yeah. not, <laughs> Whitley deciding to take business classes because she realizes that the job she suddenly decides she wants to go after requires that. Um, so really actually having to think about your class selection and your your dedication, to your course of studies um, is definitely, I think, authentic. But there were some from what i noticed there were a, a few inconsistencies with college life that um i maybe wish they had included more in the later seasons like i feel like the greek life or the fraternities and sororities weren't handled as authentically because you see ron and whitley are both in ron's in a fraternity is in a sorority yeah You see Whitley interact with a sorority maybe once the entire series. Yeah. And then it's never brought up again. And same with Ron. You see him kind of wearing his colors like once a season. You see him maybe talking to someone once a season who might be in the same fraternity, but that's it. You don't see him like with his own friends outside of that. You don't see him really wearing the colors very often. You don't see him taking part in events except for like at the beginning of a season every now and then he'll be seen like, stepping with his brothers and stuff but it's really pushed it's not part of their lives and that i feel like is now listen i wasn't in greek life you were so maybe you can comment on this more but i feel like that's not authentic
0: it's not but i also think that this is where tv comes into play yeah and also the network that it was on and the 90s like they were like okay you could have it you know some of your black stuff but you know we still gotta make it you know relatable to the outside people so I think like they they did they did it because like of course you know you will at least have once a semester a thing that you do like an event or a performance or like that could be a stroll off, that could be a step show, you know, all that kind of thing. So of course, like they're gonna show that. Interested, like seeing him walking with his brothers. Exactly. That's that's what like or like her walking with because that's what you do. Like you hang out with them. Like maybe right. not all the time. Of course, you have friends outside of your your you know Greek association, but you hang out with them. Yeah. Oh, kind of constantly. So, um, but yeah, but I think this is this where TV of course it's going to be different like than real life because in real life it will but yes
1: (laughs) yeah i just uh, feel like it it strips the characters of a huge part of their i mean they're going to make that choice for them to join and be in that group and then never bring it up it just feels weird it could have given that especially whitley it could have given a whole nother part of her identity is is having that sisterhood and having that being a part of that um yeah i just it felt like a kind of a dropped storyline a little bit um yeah. yeah. But I, I think outside of that, it's it was incredibly authentic, Um, especially those first seasons when they were living in the dorms that felt like that felt so real. I mean, even just the small little moments they had in the common spaces where they were staying up late, eating pizza and stuff. Yeah. I, I just I was like, this is the college experience. Um, And so I, I think we we
0: are missing a lot of that um, mm-hmm. on
1: TV today.
0: So, you know, talking about like the college experience and also just it being 30 years and there has been some college shows that mm-hmm. came out yeah. within that time. Um, what do you think those shows are lacking that a different world has? So that could be, I don't know if you like grownish, the sex lives of, <laughs> of college girls. Well, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean,
1: that's a, that's a good question because it's so interesting that a different world is one of my favorite shows of all time but I cannot say that another college show has captured my inter- interest in the same way. So there's gotta be something there that's that they're not doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be the, the avoidance of certain topics mm-hmm. and issues. I don't think we're seeing the serious nature uh, of shows. I think when we see shows nowadays get serious about things, it's mostly having to do with like sex and drugs. You know, we talked about yeah. that with the high school shows too, um, how they kind of pivoted towards if it gets serious, if it gets dramatic, it's about sex and drugs. Um, when we were seeing those topics discussed in in a different world, but it was also just more social issues and it was more um, them having to make decisions about their participation in political issues and stuff. And I think that intrigue um, gets lost in, I think, a lot of modern college shows. I would also say that just the characters themselves um, are more diluted in today's, like, not diluted, D-E-L-U-D, but diluted, like, D I L U T. Like, they're very flat and very uninteresting. And we've talked about this with grownish before. Um, So we can talk about it here and now, but like how in Gronish, the friend group doesn't quite make sense. Like it's not (laughs) not people who would have hung hung out together in college. So Mm -hmm. it feels forced. Like when they do this, well, we won't talk about it because this is next week's episode, but community, they come up with a reason why these different people would hang out together. (laughs) But these, it's just like, They it's just a group of friends where they were trying to cover a bunch of different personality types, but forgot that the group of friends also needed to have chemistry and it needed to make sense. They needed to have experiences together that bonded them and they needed to have personality types that meshed. And I feel like in a different world, we see that. The group makes sense. Um, Like though they're different, like Freddie is largely different than Whitley. You never once question their commitment to each other as friends because you see those moments and you see the way that Freddie almost admires whitley um but also kind of reminds her to care about the important things while whitley has almost a soft spot for freddie's spontaneity and creativity but then does get a little annoyed and so you don't see that incredible contrast that you would in these these modern shows where they're just i feel like cramming any type of character together to have all different types of characters um but it's just characters that don't make sense as friends and characters that have these crazy things happen between them that if they happen between real friends, you would not talk to that friend anymore. Um, And that just, I mean, in in a different world, you have this real sense of true camaraderie and true community you see that in the teachers who become role models you see that in the, the involvement of the parents as caring figures you see that as the dorm directors and stuff it really feels like community and that kind of sentimentality dr- draws you in you begin to care about the characters you begin to feel a part of that community i feel like we don't get that with modern college shows it's just a bunch of colleges being dumb uh, just a bunch of college students being dumbasses
0: honestly mm-hmm. and <laughs> like well, that's not what i want to see <laughs> yeah let's talk about you know grownish a little deeper because oh, yeah. on the surface level grownish is very much close to a different world mm-hmm. based on how it was created as a spin-off of another popular black family show so mm-hmm. that would be the cosby show in, in blackish um it brings you know the the popular sister like one of the older older siblings you know, going into college, you know, Denise and Zoe, um, both, one actually did leave and it made the show better. And the other one should have stayed away to make the show better. Um, But, you know, we could talk about that a little bit, you know, later. But then also, like you said, a six, you know, group of core friends. um, For them, they met in a classroom, like they had a class together. And then one of them were roommates. Um, But... Yeah, I. But I think that's where the, the similarities. actually. <laughs> uh, I think my problem with grownish, and this is just the problem with TV shows nowadays, is that we talk a lot about how, you know, the '80s and stuff is like always oh, a lesson, you know. But these shows are trying to like I don't know hammer over the head on some things, you know what mm. I mean? Because for a different world they got to just be black and like they didn't have to i guess well that's also because they went to hbcu so it could be that they didn't have to explain their blackness mm-hmm. it was just kind of like these are the things that we do and some of things got a little bit of explanation but it was just kind of like yeah we're black this is our hbcu welcome to the ride you know and i feel like sometimes with grown-ish and stuff it's like they have to explain a lot and like all this other stuff. Like I remember they did like the dedication to Beyonce and like the homecoming episode from like season three or whatever, like they did the whole thing about like why that's important. it's like, if they really care, they're going to resource it. But also I don't, I think your core audience knows, like I feel like they watched the original homecoming with Beyonce. Like they don't need this, you know, force fed to them. It did feel like uh, a lot of explaining to the audience
1: why certain things were significant problems when in a different world, you would get occasionally like it felt like they were talking to the audience when they had like certain lectures or kind of wrapping up like this is the message of the issue kind the thing. (laughs) But it felt like since, since it was always a person who was of a mentor status or someone who was of a, a teaching status who was kind of delivering those, whether it was the dorm director, whether it was, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was Walter or, or one of the teachers, Colonel Taylor talking to the students, it felt like we were just kind of like sitting there, like learning from a mentor with the yeah. students and like that, that makes it okay. Like that, and it was more just like for when they were doing it, it was more just like, this is a lesson about life. And I was like, thank you. I'm learning and growing. <laughs> Um, yeah
0: uh, yeah i don't, I just but l- let's carry this conversation into like reboot territory yeah because of the way that tv is now do you think we can get a authentic different world reboot i mean i don't think so so let me i guess I. Can yeah play.
1: no i i think i think i would as, as much as it hurts me to say, I would have to agree with you, um, whether like in terms of just the question of would something that had the magic of a different world be able to thrive in today's, um, world. I, I don't think so. Um, a different world happened upon a formula that was perfect and what it was and, and, and very needed at the time. And they almost kind of stumbled into it because honestly, if the show had continued like it was in season one, um, it would not have been good. Like, I think they, the fact that Lisa Bonet had to leave was a blessing to the show. And if that had never happened, who knows what would happen to the show. So what it became was, I think just, a uh, one of those once in a lifetime, great minds coming together to create something special in a time that something like that was incredibly needed. Um,
0: even like this- Marissa Tomei, like as much as I loved her character, I thought she was hilarious. Um, <laughs> did she really need to be there? No. Yeah. So she also left as well.
1: <laughs> she was kind of like a ditz. Like I, she, loved not, it. I loved <laughs> it. She was I just like, I don't know. know. She was like, I talk too much. It's just, if you ever need it, it's like, Oh my gosh, this has been done before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I just feel like it came into its own. And then like, it was the thing is, is it was kind of after school, especially sometimes in that endearing way that a 90s show is and can be, I don't know if we want that today. And so it would have to kind of change its tone. The The balance of a comedy drama is different now. The way that they handled that where it was constantly fluctuating between jokes and humor and laugh tracks, but then very serious conversations, we handle that so much differently on TV nowadays. If something's a comedy drama, it's gonna, it turns into something else. And they, they try to stay so far away from the after-school special feeling because that's not what people want in the 2000s. They don't want to feel like they're being taught a lesson mm-hmm. or they don't want those, like, those heartfelt moments um, like, you, like you get in those 90s shows. So I don't know if that same magic can be captured again.
0: But as another thing, are they ever going to make another show just about HBCU? Because all the college right. shows, even if they do have prominent Black characters, they are going to be taking place, even if they have a majority of Black characters, they're going to be taking place at a PWI. So will we ever get another show at a HBCU again? I mean, that that's a great
1: question, because that's I think it's hard to ignore the fact that that's part of what made the show have such an impact when it first began, as it spoke to an experience and it spoke to an an audience that had not really been spoken to before and it had not really been spoken of before that specific experience at HBCU. It was impactful to see that on TV. And the fact that it's never been done again is definitely something to notice um, because why wouldn't someone try to replicate that again
0: if Different World did have the impact? Um, I think they... Now I don't watch every TV show, so there could be so there could be someone in the audience yelling a TV show that is about HBCU that I have never heard of before. So let's, but um I think the movie Drumline, which maybe not have been a a quote unquote great movie, but is a very much a classic and people which is about an HBCU and about their drumline, which is another very important part of the HBCU experience. Mm-hmm. And people really like that movie. Um, and so there is, you know, a place, especially after Beyonce's homecoming, people want that representation. So I don't know how we can bring that representation um back, but there is a a clamoring for for it, especially if people are really more about like, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, bringing those Black voices. HBCUs is a part of that, you know? So you can't just talk about that PWI experience, which yes, is a thing. And of course, there are Black students at PWIs across the country, but HBCUs is also another important part. So hopefully, we hope (laughs) that, you know, in the future, someone will, you know, take that, back on but I think another thing is people are also very critical about how people portray HBCUs on so that could be a reason why sometimes things aren't haven't been pushed through is because people look at things about that part of the black experience with a very critical eye so and then getting the right person to do it and the right cast Mm -hmm. and the right script is going to be difficult but i hopefully it could be replicated um i think a different world is a great jumping off point to to start that um but i think at this point it might be more of a sequel than it is going to be a reboot i don't think they can recreate that magic Mm -hmm. but we would love to see what they're doing now even if that do involve their college aid kids, because actually if we're talking about Whitley and Dwayne, like their kid is like two, what, like almost 30. So if, you know, she, if they, if their kid was born, you know, in 1990, like later in 1993, even in 1994, like they would be like 20 <laughs> right now. They're 29 or 28. Yeah, it, could, so. it could be a young, it could be one of their second or third kids though.
1: <laughs> So if there was a sequel of the show, because I know when we talk about reboot, it's like, okay, is there going to be a remake that is just about the same idea, but completely different characters, kind of like the Gossip Girl reboot for the original Gossip Girl. Same mm-hmm. show, same, or same place, same school, same concept premise, but completely different characters. Are we going to see, are we, would we prefer to see a remake or we, would we prefer to see a sequel with the same characters or some hybrid of both? What would we like to see?
0: I think maybe a hybrid of both. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. okay. Here this is not gonna happen. But I could definitely see Ron maybe coming. Like, like out of all the characters, I think Ron will come back as like the teacher if we're doing kind of like a a teacher, or maybe he's like the the Walter, like he owns like their new hub or whatever. Um so I think maybe that, that kind of thing and then maybe it has to be and then Dwayne and Whitley's child goes to the school and they're like mentioned like they'd be really cool if like their child speaks Japanese because you know they were raised in Japan for a while while wow, you know because that's where they went after the series was over you know that kind of thing or um or, I mean, it could be any, I, of course, because they were the couple and they were Endgame. Of course, that's, like, the couple and the child. Yeah. But it could be any, you know, any of those, any of the characters could have have children and who could come back. But I think Ron would be a good mainstay because he was friends with everyone, you know? So he could be that, like, closest parental figure to them without it actually being their parents. Mm-hmm mean I thought he was funny so he can like bring the comedy aspect as well but yeah yeah I mean I I have
1: such a love of the original characters that it would it would hurt me to see a reboot that didn't have some inclusion of the original characters Mm -hmm. um and like you know they're available they're all alive and kicking You know, I'm pretty sure at least the initial cast, I know that (laughs) obviously like uh, Diane Carroll and stuff have passed away, but um, we, you know, we've got Kadeem Hardison, Jasmine Guy. They're still here. Cree Summer still up and ready and available. Um, (laughs) So it seems like, you know, it would be terrible to see something that didn't involve them in some way. So I'd love to see, I mean, dream, dream creation, a a thing where they were the parents and all their kids were the new core group. That'd be awesome. And like you said, like Ron, I could easily see that for Ron and his inclusion would be really funny. Um, I could see, I see, I could see Dwayne and Whitley coming back for parents day and, um, getting in dis- disagreements about what they encourage and their kid being participate- participating yeah. in. And mm-hmm. uh, I could see Kim struggling over whether to put pressure on her student who maybe doesn't care a lot about school because she yeah. cared so much about it and was so ambitious, but also trying to be supportive and nice, but like definitely like wanting to, to push her kid a little bit. Um, and so seeing them have a, having to grapple with kids who are maybe opposite to themselves, um, I mean, I think we really saw them in the later season grow into these mentor figures and role models that they had when they were younger to see them be able to replicate that as parents in a reboot, uh, would be awesome. Um, and we get to find out what happened to them. We'd see them come back. Cause like in the original, their parents were always mentioned yes. and always there. Yes. I mean, Patty LaBelle, <laughs> Patty LaBelle played Dwayne's mom in a way where like, if you didn't know better, you'd think she was kadeem hardison's mom like <laughs> you yes. think they were mother and son, <laughs> um and so just that the some of my favorite episodes were the episodes with the parents um especially when it was whitley's mom and dwayne's mom like those episodes oh, were yeah. those two <laughs> because the way the the way that they brought that maturity of acting t- and to the to the scene they just It was a masterclass in, in handling dialogue, especially like quick, fast paced, uh, humorous dialogue. Um, It's just fantastic. The physicality of the way they acted. So I'd love to see all the actors from this original show who are mature and seasoned actors now be able to handle those roles in the same way, Uh, but also be able to see a new crop of students because it is a college show. Um, You can't just bring the original cast back. You'd have to have new college students. Um, But Yeah, I think the original characters have to be involved in some way for me to be happy with it, just because I love
0: them so much. And also, you could kind of bring back, like what you said about the parents, you know, like a lot of them were really involved, even not even just like with their students' life, but like Marion, when I was doing like research for the show, you know, Marion was... Sit, like she was on the board of trustees for Hillman, so like yeah. you, can, you can totally like bring back like Whitney, you know, Whitley's doing it like that too. And you know, so it could also just have this connections to the university that has nothing even to do with children. If I we mean, wanted to bring them back and not everyone has children, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Duane and Whitley should, if, if they going to be anyone's child, it should be Duane, it's got to be theirs, but, <laughs> but I can see, you know, um you know, Freddie, like, coming in, like, doing, like, you know, uh, like you said, Parents Day, Alumni Weekend, like, homecoming is very yeah. big for HBCU, so them coming back for homecoming, and all that stuff, like, I can totally see that, um, you know, They're, like, guest speakers and stuff, yeah, because yeah.
1: they had a lot of that in the original, they had a very often these um, older alumni would come back for events, um, I know they had, like, I think Lena Horn. Yeah, um, and they had even like the I forget who plays Letty, uh, but Letty was I think an alum who came back and then became the dorm director. So like we could even have old characters come back and that they yeah they don't have to have kids to be to to come back to the show in some capacity. They could be professors, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, because even like with college, you get this whole this freedom to have characters involved in a way that they wouldn't be able to in high school. Cause in college, you can literally come and teach one course for one semester and then be gone. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like, be like, Oh, well, we have to decide an original character who would have become a teacher. You don't even have to have that. It can literally be like, Freddie's a successful lawyer. She comes back to teach one guest course on law and then that's it. Like, so they can come back in that capacity because of the freedom that college allows. So yeah.
0: We can wish.
1: Yeah. i mean we can start tweeting all the actors and actresses i think they're all they'd all be down for it
0: yeah Um, i mean i
1: i think in terms of like though the original characters i think we'd most want to come see back because listen (sighs) jaleesa no no keep it to yourself I listen. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta say, I don't really care about what happened to Jalisa after the show. <laughs> I mean, Jalisa's a great character, but she she fell to the wayside. She was older than the rest of them. She finished school first. They just they married her off to Colonel Taylor, and it was kind of like, I don't know. She wasn't very interesting there at the end. It was mainly like Whitley, Dwayne, Kim, Freddie, Ron. Jaleesa was just kind of there so do I need to see Jaleesa come back I don't know I mean I'm guessing based on your reaction that you're a huge fan no, of Jaleesa <laughs>
0: no no I mean I just I like Jaleesa I thought she was I thought she was cool Uh especially like the first two seasons after she got married to Coach Taylor I was kind of like a, I mean not cook yeah um, I mean she was oh okay. Taylor I was like okay I was like okay but I don't know but I like that I but I like the they had that what twice like someone coming back to college because I think that's and I think that's definitely more realistic nowadays where um people are taking you know big breaks in between like high school and college or even college and grad school because it's a university they can have you know people in grad school too interacting with them so um I think I like that um, I like the um, the representation but yeah because she was so much older she was not doing the shenanigans that they were doing yeah (laughs) um but Rachel we both talked about how much we love a different world but I have a quiz for you are you ready yeah (gasps) okay um this quiz is on Playbuzz if anyone wants to go and experience it this quiz is called how well do you know these a different world characters so all right is <laughs> is sure there's only 10 questions so right. you gotta make the count reach i right? know and I, I i just said that this is one of my favorite shows so <laughs> <laughs> okay so who was Dwayne way's love interest in the first season of the show
1: oh denise huxtable
0: Ding ding ding, you are correct.
1: I mean, that's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, that was I really because I was like, okay, is it gonna be second, third season, Suzanne Taylor? Is it Kinu? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and also Freddie kind of liked him too in this second season
1: yeah Freddie had a crush on him and then that's why she didn't believe him when he was like that garth is not a good dude you shouldn't go out with him she was like you're jealous maybe sometime we'll like each other at the same time he's like no Freddie, listen all right all right
0: um which one of these hbcus was not an inspiration for the show fictional hillman college hampton university tuskegee university spelman college or Howard University. So I know
1: Howard is one of them um, because the creators have talked about it before. And Hampton is in Virginia, just like Hillman. And Hillman sounds like Spellman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like the H from Howard and Hampton combined with Spellman is how they got Hillman. Um, So I'm going to say Tuskegee.
0: You are correct. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. All right which a different world character both dated ron johnson by the end of the series kim and whitley lena and freddie freddie and whitley or freddie and kim freddie and kim which one of the different world characters attended undergrad for a fifth year lena james kimberly reese dwayne wayne whitley gilbert it was whitley gilbert Ding, 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 ding. yeah i was
1: expecting ron because ron also had to do that yeah but yeah whitley stayed past because she was supposed to graduate with jalisa but I, as i mentioned earlier she decided she needed some business classes to appeal to mm-hmm. eh yeah. right um, and be an art buyer so yeah
0: yes oh, look at us all <laughs> right in 1992 a different world writers featured this major national story in one of his storylines the bill clinton presidential campaign the L.A. riots, the 1992 Olympics, or the Joey Badafuco case? The L.A. riots. Yeah. It was while Dwayne and Whitley were on their
1: honeymoon, and Whitley uh. got caught up in <laughs> all the things happening. And, they and yeah, then they had the verdict. I think they showed the verdict um, at the beginning of it, Happ- like yeah. where everybody react to the verdict. Um, and then I think that also introduced Freddie's re-entrance as, like, a lawyer or, like, interest in law school because she's like, I want to make a difference in these decisions um mm. and and who can represent um yeah
0: in which season a different world of a different world did whitley gilbert nearly marry businessman Byron douglas that was the end of season five what was the name of freddie's boyfriend that she whom she eventually breaks up with to date another hillman alum Shaba zulu chaka zuili zaza zulu it's shaza or, zulu
1: <laughs> I was like, they're going to list other characters, but they're just listing other
0: sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shazam! Yeah, um, you were correct. Which <laughs> one of these, a different world characters, never worked for Mister Gaines at the Pit? Freddie, Freddie, Whitley, Kim, or Charmaine? Wait, who? What was it? Who never worked at the Pit? Oh, Charmaine did. Mm-hmm.
1: Who were the other options? Freddie, Whitley, Kim. Whitley did briefly and Kim definitely did. So it's got to be Freddie.
0: Ding, 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 you are correct. Oh, we didn't really talk
1: about... Freddie applied in the beginning, but he did, he said absolutely not you were not being hired here so she's like I'm gonna bother you every day I'm gonna be a nuisance and she's like he's like thanks for letting me know but you're not
0: happy. <laughs> we didn't really talk about the the later cast like Lena yeah. or Charmaine I mean they weren't around a whole lot it was like I brought up like Gina's
1: um storyline with domestic abuse um mm. but like Lena was a good character and of course is Jada Pinkett Smith's like um I don't know if it's her acting debut but it's definitely like Something that helped get her notoriety as an actress, mm-hmm. um and Charmaine obviously coming from the Cosby Show, but yeah, yeah, they they were a good group, but we just didn't get a whole lot from them.
0: And her best friend was Tupac. <laughs> I know <laughs>
1: they had some guest stars on season six. I mean, you got Chris, Chris Cross. Cross, yeah, Chris Cross came <laughs> in for <her> <laughs> Jennifer Lewis a- was the dean. Suddenly, yeah, and I was like, wow. <laughs> um, they had that money,
0: yeah. I mean, it was popular. Like, yeah. I think it was the best show that just encapsulated what people wanted at mm-hmm. that time. But then it it's- got canceled.
1: <laughs>
0: but when you look at, I mean, we could go back to the quiz, but after this quick tangent, tangent, could we talk about this also with a freaks with freaks and geeks? And it's like. These shows were getting, still getting, millions of people. Right, and like it's so crazy that nowadays, like you don't even have to get a million people to watch your show, as long as it maybe gets a little bit of buzz on social media, you can get it kicking, at least for four seasons. Right, but back then it's like because, like you said, had to justify that time slot. Like, like if you wasn't getting 10 million, 15 million views, an episode, you're getting canceled, which is yeah crazy to hear that now because like I said some of my favorite shows never really even got to a million Team Wolf for example like yeah. <laughs> these cable shows and Netflix shows they got it made they just need a little bit of buzz on social media like as long as some people are talking about it on social media they, they're gonna get their their, um, yeah. their seasons but anyway going back to the quiz <laughs> tangent over okay in season five newcomer lena james makes this discovery about whitley's gilbert ancestor during research for a history program her ancestors were sharecroppers share, cop- share coppers. her ancestors owned slaves her ancestors lived in virginia and tennessee her ancestor hailed from nigeria it was her ancestors owned slaves Yes, i do remember yeah. that i do remember that episode yeah <laughs> At the end of A Different World, where do Whitley and Dwayne move with their unborn child? Silicon Valley, Japan, New York City, China.
1: I mean, it would have to be... It would have to be Japan because he was done with his... Or he was going to get... He was finally going to work with... um, Nintendo, right? No, no, no. It was like Toka... (laughs) To, <laughs> i think it was it was a fictional company that was supposed to sound like toshiba oh. it was like toskiga or something like that oh. but <laughs> togi soro or something like that mm-hmm. um so he because he like they needed money and he was done i think with his masters so it has to be japan it's not new york city because that's where whitley was about to move to at the end of season four and then he was like in a casa blah it was like a it was like he was like marry me at the airport with his trench coat and his hat Mm -hmm. and she turns around and then yeah so she doesn't she leaves her new york city position so it's got to be
0: japan yeah no it was japan you got a hundred percent on this quiz congratulations listen i told you it's (laughs) one of my favorite shows (laughs) yeah um these are very iconic moments too. Like, I feel yeah. like if you haven't watched A Different World, you haven't watched it in a while, you might get maybe the later season, depending on how who are you as a person, maybe the later season stuff you might not get, but definitely the um, the It other was Kanishiwa, by the way. Kanishiwa
1: oh. Company is the company he works for. I don't know why I thought it started with a T because I do it. Didn't like, I mean
0: hello in Japanese? <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I think so, so <laughs> i as as much anime that i i watch i i do know that <laughs> i do know i do know that um but yeah well congratulations you do know a lot about a different world
1: yeah. Give yourself i know i was expecting powder something powder harder sauce. i was about to like i was gonna have to like pull out all my specific <laughs> knowledge but yes. um yeah because that's i i think there's very few shows that I'll rewatch a lot. Like I do rewatch shows, like you know, I I find comfort in that. But like in terms of shows that I I've rewatched multiple times, um, that's one of the few shows that I'll do that with, just because it's just it's interesting and entertaining every single time I watch it through.
0: All right, well, I think that's it. I think we talked about a lot. Um, in this yeah, episode. It's-
1: there's so much to talk about. It's mm-hmm. tough because I also feel like we've talked about a lot, but there's still so many things we could talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just, it's, it's hard to ever feel like we've talked about everything, but um, I think we answered the question of the pod though, is whether it should get a reboot. And I think our consensus is that maybe a, a short series sequel would be nice, but in terms of an actual remake, let's just leave that space for another show that can do a similar thing, but not necessarily connected to a different world. Agree. Yeah. But it's got to be made by the right people.
0: Yes. Yes, For the right
1: reasons and with the right knowledge of, you know, yeah. But like, uh, if it's going to be, if it's going to take place in an HBCU, it's got to be made by people with knowledge and experience of life at an
0: HBCU. For sure. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Um, Rachel, what are we doing next week? Uh, We are continuing our college
1: series with Community.
0: Such a different show. (laughs) Yes. yes. The pivot.
1: (laughs) Yes. Huge tone shift.
0: (laughs) But fun nonetheless. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, Go Reef Watch. Community is on Netflix. <laughs> and meet us back here next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>